You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Amen. Give the Lord a clap offering and bless his name. This morning, I want to continue with what I started, and we are going to end it today. Think right. Praise the Lord. So, I've been looking at this from our concept of God through to knowing that he loves us no matter what. And he has proved his love. How did he prove it? He gave us himself. He didn't give us himself for a short time, for a period. He's giving us himself permanently and forever. People love you and they give you things. But this God loves you so much that he gave you himself. He didn't just give you himself. He gave you himself forever. Oh, praise the Lord. And so he is giving us the best. And he's proven beyond times. If you read the Bible, the Bible says that we have received the gift of righteousness. And in that gift of righteousness, we have abundance of grace. Abundance of grace. Abundance of favor. So listen, your favor never runs out. You didn't hear me. I said your favor never runs out. So if somebody told you you are running out of favor, tell them you don't know my God. <laughs> you don't know who I am. My favor never runs out. Somebody just got a song. Yes, my favor never runs out. I have an overflow. Every day there is an overflow. This is the chorus. Every day there is an overflow. Every day there is an overflow. Praise the Lord. All right. So, in Ephesians 3, 18 to 20, the New Century Version, we read, and he said, And I pray <laughs> that you and all God's holy people will have the power to understand the greatness of Christ's love. How wide and how long and how high and how deep that love is. Christ's love is greater than anyone can ever know. He emphasizes again and prays. But I pray that you will be able to know that love. And he says, when you know that love, you can be filled with the fullness of God. So God is in you. In his fullness. But you are not able to realize it because 
You have not come to understand the love with which he loves you. And when you know God's love and how much he loves you, you'll be filled with his fullness. You will walk in dimensions that you never thought about. You will do strange things. The world will look at you and ask, how did it happen? Because you know his love never runs out on you. Oh, praise the Lord. Tell the next person, know the love of God. And you shall be filled with the full measure of God. Oh, praise the Lord. The reason why most Christians cannot do what God has called them to do is because they are living in condemnation. They are living in self-guilt. Every time they have something to blame blame themselves for. And they are looking so much to themselves, they are not looking to him. Apostle Paul said, he said, when I was a child, I thought like him. He said, I spoke like a child, and then I thought like a child, and I understood like a child. But when I grew, I threw those childish things away. You are not a child. So think like a mature believer. The mature believer rests on the love of God. That's why he said, now abide it. Faith, hope, love. But the greatest of all of these is love. Faith and hope, love are three greats. But the greatest of all of these is love. When I know the love of God and I know how much he loves me, my hope comes alive. And that hope can never be disappointed. And when I understand that hope and I walk in that hope, my faith is released into action. And I begin to do things that men, ordinary men, cannot do. I begin to speak like God. I talk like God. I behave like God. God is in action right inside of me because I know how much he loves me. If you know somebody loves you, you know that they are reliable. You know you can hope and trust in them. And your faith is released towards them. Praise the Lord. Philippians makes us understand that we should not fret. Instead of worry, pray. So Christians, believer, don't worry. Don't How can an unbeliever sing that song for us? And he sold out. Yes. Don't worry. Be happy. The unbeliever caught the revelation. And many Christians are dying from hypertension. High blood pressure. Low blood pressure. Because of worry. When you live understanding that love has been perfected for you, you don't worry. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Because he's concerned about you. So let him know your con. And he said, before you know it, I love that one. Before you know it. Yesterday, about 30 minutes before the program will start, a voice started speaking to me. He said, 
What about if nobody comes? And then he started speaking. Your people will be very discouraged in you. <laughs> I mean, for like, for like 10 to 15 minutes. He was just speaking loud. When the devil speaks, he speaks loud. Then I came to myself. And I said, I know you're speaking. But I speak better. So I still started speaking. I said, the Lord has never failed me. I see people coming. I see them taking over the campus. Right after here, the campus is taken for Carrie's movement and for Jesus. Great things are going to happen today. We're going to enjoy Jesus. We're going to have a great time. I started speaking. Before I knew, I was in another level. Turn your worry into prayer. Because you know he loves you. And he won't fail you. Praise the Lord. He said, before you know it, a sense of God's word, wholeness. Everything Everything. Tell them that everything is coming together. Tell them nothing shall be scattered. Nothing shall be missing. Everything is coming together. It's coming together for my good. And he said it will come and what? Settle you down. Next. He says it's wonderful. What happens when Christ displaces worry? At the center of your life. Summing it all up, friends, I'll say, you do best. You do best. You'll be on top of life. <laughs> you would always, everybody would say, ah, why? Is it every time you are smiling. You would do best by doing what? Filling your mind. And meditating on things true. Everything called discouragement is a lie. Everything called sickness is a lie. Everything that does not align with the promise of God for your life is a lie. So you see, fill your mind with things that is a things true. True. Your reality is the promises of God. Every other thing is false. And when, when you understand that the promises of God for you are true, you know that they are noble. They are reputable. They are authentic. They are compelling. They are gracious. They are the best, not the worst. They are beautiful, not ugly. Things to praise, not things to curse. Fill your mind. Fill your awareness. When you fill your mind, what fills your mind enters your brain. And it becomes your memory. It becomes your lifestyle. Fill your mind. Fill your world. Fill your
your imagination. With the word. That is true. That is noble. That is authentic. That is reputable. That is compelling. That is gracious. That is the best. Not the worst. That is beautiful. Not ugly. Things to praise. And not things to curse. Fill your mind. Oh, my life is coming to an end. Who told you? You see what Adam filled his mind with? He said, I'm naked. So Adam filled his mind with nakedness. And God asked him, who told you you are naked? Adam, you're not speaking reality. You're not speaking of God. You're speaking of self and of Satan. And he says, put into practice what you have learned from me. So that is what Paul was doing. Oh, praise the Lord. You see, Human harmonies sometimes can fail. But we are talking about his, his most excellent harmonies. Hey. It means that when you see, like an orchestra performing, heavenly orchestra performing, that's how your life is going to be. So beautiful. So glorious. So wonderful. Radiant. That's how your life is good. He will work you. God will work you. He will work you. Hallelujah. So now let's go to David, our case study. David and Goliath. This is how David fought. This is the mindset of David and how David overcame Goliath. That story is a typification of the New Testament believer to come and how Christ overcame the devil. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I've told you several times that there's no battle that one man is just selected to fight. After this battle, which battle again have you seen that one man was selected to fight on behalf of their nation? Because it was a typification of Christ to come, defeating the devil on your behalf. So when David defeated Goliath, Israel had defeated Goliath. Are you understanding me? So look at David. God's beloved, a typification of Jesus Christ. The meaning of David is my beloved. And you know Christ was called my beloved son in whom I am. So all of these are symbolisms and typifications. David mentality. Then David spoke to the man who stood by him saying, what shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine? And takes away the reproach from Israel. That's the mentality. The guy started speaking. 
and he, had, he has actually ended the battle in his mind. He didn't say, what shall be given to the man who fights? He said, what shall be given to the man who kills? So he has killed Goliath already in his mind. For him, the victory has already been won. That's the way you speak. It shows your mind. It shows how you think. Are you here with me? It shows your imagination. It shows your awareness. It shows the world you are living in. What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? The guy was not thinking for himself. Look at the mindset. I know God for myself. God loves Israel, his children. I'm not doing this for personal glory. I am doing this because the devil wants to shame the people of God. It won't happen. Say, it won't happen. Watch this. For who is this? I love the description of Goliath. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Next. And David said, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? His brothers were asking him, you are too new. What are you doing here? What is your own? You are a shepherd boy. You are not a fighter. So what did you come to do here? You have no place in the midst of soldiers. When soldiers are talking, who are you? But thank God that I am a soldier in Christ. As a matter of fact, you are soldiers. But your mentality is more than civilians. May you have a change of mindset. David was so much confident of God's love that he was speaking because he knows he has God who's got his back. Watch this. The guy took the battle personal for himself. He took Israel's shame as his shame. He said, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? My downfall is like the downfall of the church. It won't happen. Oh, are you understanding me? What affects another brother affects me. It won't happen. I posted something the other day. I said, no one heals their wounds by wounding another. No one. When you wound somebody, then your wound will be healed. David says, I see this as a battle 
That must be one for the nation. And I want God to use me. May you pray that prayer. That God will use you to fight the battle of the kingdom. What a mentality. Then he turned from him. <laughs> toward another and said the same thing. And these people answered him as the first ones did. When you speak and the wrong people come around, move away from them and speak to the right people. When they tell you, you are too nose. Are you the only one who has God in you? Move away from them because they are not the right audience for you. Did you hear what I'm saying? They are not the right audience for you. Move away from them. Move away from them. Some of you, you listen to people who rather kill your spirit. It's amazing how Christians always sit around people who gossip negatively and think they will build their spirit. You are killing your own spirit. It is one thing I hate. Gossip. Because when you talk negatively about people, how do you build yourself? Because sometimes we think that when we talk negatively about people, it makes us better. No. You are only trying to suit your weak situation. That's what you are trying to do. You want numbers. That's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. Next. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. He's going to give his testimony. He's going to <laughs> tell them what, what has happened. His experience. And when a lion and a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it. Next. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. The God who gave me life from my mother's womb and could not allow the enemy to kill me, that God wouldn't allow that disease to kill me before my time. <laughs> the God who brought me into that firm and he led me into it. In the midst of this difficulty with my boss, that same God will vindicate me. You see, can you understand what David, David is saying that what I am seeing is like one of those things that I've seen God do before. And this is not going to be different. He was drawing from the bank of his encounter with God. His, 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 his personal encounter with the love of God. God who gave me the strength, the wisdom, the might, the power, the tenacity 
to face this situation. The same God is going to come through for me. I cannot give up. My mind is already made up. I will win this one too. Listen to me. You can never lose a battle. If you fully know the love of God, listen to me, you can't lose a battle. You, you know why you're losing a battle? It's because you're speaking defeat all the time. Speak like David spoke. Speak like David spoke. Next. Look at what happened here. So Saul clothed David with his armor. And he put a bronze helmet on his head. He also clothed him with a coat of mail. Read it together. Go. I cannot walk in these, for I have not tested them. So David took them off. Took them off. Some of you, you want to use the same strategy that your friend used for which you have not tested with your God. Take them off. <laughs> Take them off. Saul is giving David something that he, David, has not tested. He said, I have tested and seen that the Lord is God. In my world, I know this God and how this God works with me. What you are trying to tell me doesn't apply to me. So I know how he will do this one with me. And so I will go and do it the way he has told me he wants to do it with me. You see, Christians or believers, you don't own yourself. You are taught of the Lord and he leads and directs you. Allow the Lord to direct you. It will shock you that after this battle, there is no other battle that David fought with a sling. After this battle, there was no other battle. And every time David would go and fight, he would inquire of the Lord. What should I do? How should I go? And the Lord would give him the strategy. Because he knows he's not doing it by himself. You see, when you think you are doing it by yourself, every time you say, oh, okay, I did like this. So, no, 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 no. David said, no. It will only apply to my situation because I'm not the one in charge. He's the one in charge. He's the one working through me. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword. With a spear. With a javelin. 
But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. David said, you are coming to me with weapons of the flesh. (laughs) But this battle is not about the battle of the flesh. These are the battles of the God. This is the battle of the gods. So whilst you come to me with weapons of flesh, I come to you in the name of my God. Because I am only a representative. He's fighting. And I'm just a tool in his hand to kill you. Is that your mindset? How were you able to do this job? My hard work. You married very early. What happened? I'm a very beautiful guy. A beautiful lady, sorry. A very handsome guy. Really. Look at how David put it. Go, read it. This day, the Lord will do what? So the guy, actually, you can see the mindset running. It's not like I will fight you and I will defeat you. He said the Lord will deliver you into my hand. The Lord has delivered something into your hand. That same thing that everybody is looking for that they are fighting for, that they are going around the office and they are trying to put everybody down so they can get it, the Lord will deliver it into your hands. Into your hands. And I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day, I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is God in Israel. It is not to my pride. It is to the fame and glory. Oh. 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 Tell me, why are you doing all of these things you are doing? Is it for self-aggrandizement? You see, for, let me tell you, for most, I... <laughs> Most of the things we have been taught to do in the body of Christ, these days, especially within the charismatic church, we do things a lot for show. For show. We don't do things to give God glory. Deep within our soul, it is to just give our ego some some trip. 
Yeah. Yeah. We just need an ego trip. That, that's, so it's just for our pride. Oh, you want many members. Why do you want it? Pastor? Yeah, yeah. Why do you really want it? Why are you so desperate? Is it because it's making you feel like a fellow? Or in your mind to bring glory to God? Why do you want all that money? And you've been praying all this while. Give me the money, Lord. Give me the money or I die. Why do you want to marry? Hey. Anytime Auntie Kosia calls you. So you, why? Won't you marry? I need my grandchildren. So you want to solve that problem. <laughs> And that's, that's why you are married. David said, when all of this is done, that all may know there is a God in Israel. Listen, when that is your mentality, you don't get desperate. And the point is, because it is to his glory, it will get done. I can promise you, I can put my life on this. That if it's, it is to his glory, it shall get done. Yeah. It shall get done. It shall get done. It shall get done. It shall get done. I remember when I was, I was not a pastor. But I've been to the Bible school. Finished my degree. But still not pastoring. And all my mates were pastors. And they would call me to come and sing for them. Yeah. And when I go, they will give me a chair, my seat, for the singer. I was in the same Bible school. We were all sitting there in the university together. That they would give me a chair. And I never felt it. Like somebody was putting me down. I never felt it. I enjoyed it because I was a singer. And I was singing to the glory of God at the right time. When God decided, he did it. As a matter of fact, when God called me and he said he had called me, I didn't believe he had called me. <laughs> I went to fast for 52 days. Yes, to be sure. <laughs> 52 days to be sure because when men call you you are dead be sure that God has called you <laughs> into whatever you are doing it's not just pastorate whatever you are doing be sure God called you into it be sure David said that God will have the glory Hallelujah. Look at the next verse. 
Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear. For the battle. Did you just say it with your mouth or with your spirit? And from today, when you live here, <laughs> oh, I want to hear a shout of praise. is the Lord's. The battle is the Lord's. If it is not for my glory, then the battle is the Lord's. If it is for my glory, what is he doing in this business? Are you here with me? The mentality would have to be consistent. If it is for your glory, you don't need God's grace. But anytime it is for his glory, his grace is abundant. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you. He makes a plural into. There's only one man fighting. But his mindset is not just about him. It's a national mindset for the nation. Lord, you bless him with, with money. Is it that you be a blessing to his kingdom? Or is for you, yourself, and yourself. And yourself, self. So it was when the Philistines arose and came and drew near to meet David that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistines. I love this place. David did not just speak and speak and speak and was just when the <laughs> when the guy was coming he ran towards him Are you here with me Listen don't run away from the problem Don't run away from Goliath David showed his faith so clear. You are running away from that problem. You are running out of that challenge. What, what are you running away from? David said, I'll face you squarely. Because the battle has already been won. And I'm not fighting by myself. He is fighting by me. And because he's fighting by me, I will run to it. The thing is death that I even see. It doesn't have power to harm me. So, whilst everybody was, see, was seeing a live Goliath, David was already seeing a dead one. Listen to me. If you have cancer in your body, 
and you have this mentality, the cancer is already dead. Confront it. You see, that is how you fight in the Lord Jesus. If you see the thing is alive, then the work of the cross has not been done. The enemy is trying to impose himself on you and magnify the thing as if the thing is alive, huge like Goliath. He will give you the size. And say the fibroid is big. And they will tell you so many things. And you'll be shaking and quaking. But if you know this God, and you know he's the one that has won the battle for you, you run towards it. You face it squarely and said, listen, I know you are dead. You came here by accident. Whatever plan brought you here is in a displaced position. My body is the temple of the living God. You cannot stay in me. You want to see the thing vanish before. No, I've told you how we do it. In Christ, you know how he told um, Thomas. Thomas said, until I've seen it, I won't believe it. Jesus said, Thomas, you have gotten it wrong. In the kingdom that we have come to, remember, when Christ was speaking to him, he had arisen from the dead. So, we were in the kingdom now. He said, blessed are those who have not seen me, but yet believe it. So if you are here and all that I'm speaking is jazz in your ears. Yeah. It doesn't have any lyrical content. Then it means you are actually in the wrong place. Because this is how we win battles. Actually, in the beginning, God saw emptiness. He saw confusion. He saw darkness. But he didn't speak that. He spoke light. And in the end, there was light. That's how you speak. That's how it works in the kingdom. Praise the Lord. Tell them, run, run to it. Tell them, run to it. Don't let it scare you. You rather scare it. I'm not afraid of you. So, read that back there. So, what happened? So, David did what? So, how did David prevail? He ran to it. And he prevailed. Hello? Over the Philistine with what? A sling, a stone, and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of So look at what David did. 
Therefore, David ran, stood over the Philistines, took his sword, and drew it out of its sheath, and killed him, and cut off his head with his own sword. Whatever word the enemy spoke to you to kill you, that same word is turned over to him. Listen, when people send you a cursed word, speak back a blessing and their word will turn back to them. Their own words. Cut off. With his own weapon. Now the men of Israel and Judah arose and shouted, Ah! Why did you laugh? <laughs> <laughs> My God! <laughs> um, <clears throat> one man did the job. In his spirit, he was doing the job for the mass. Is that right? Yes, for the mass. But my point is that I don't want you to take the mentality of the mass. I want us as individually, let's take the mentality of David. That is how we are born of God to live. Praise the Lord. Is he the way? Now the men of Israel and Judah arose. The one who killed didn't shout. They were shouting. And look at what they did. <laughs> they pursued the Philistines. As far as the entrance of the valley to the gates of Ekron, and the, wound, the, and the wounded of the Philistines fell along the road of Sheria, even as far as Gath and Ekron. May you kill for others to run, shout, pursue. Don't be that child of God who is always at the receiving end. Are you here with me? Uh -huh. don't, don't be that, that, that child of God. You are better than that. You're, 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 you're way better than that. Yeah, you are better, 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 better than that. Hallelujah. Then the children of Israel... Returned from chasing the Philistines and they planted their tents. They planted their tents. They planted their tents. In other words, everything that was good, that was wealth, that was great, they took them. It became theirs. Everything that the enemy had, they took it back. 
may you take everything that is yours because you thought right. Now, from today, if anybody comes to tell you that you are cursed, tell them it's not possible. Tell them the family that is filled with curses, you left. And give them the date you got born again. And tell them you signed out of that, of that lineage on the day you got born again. Where? The family in which you are, in your genes, there are no curses. And ask them if they want to come to be part of your new family. They are so welcome. Are you getting the point? I pray for you. I pray for you. That this understanding will never leave you. May you walk in this grace. Knowing that God loves you to bait. He always calls you with a pet name and wants to do you good. He has nothing against you. Past, present, future. You are the loved of God. Walk in this confidence. In Jesus' name. Amen. Grace, glorious grace, grace, glorious grace, at the cross, you it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.